The Columbus River Dragons are back on the ice this fall looking for another league championship. Season ticket memberships for every home game in the 2022-23 season are available now by visiting rdragons.com slash tickets or by calling the offices at 706-507-4625. Don't miss familiar foes like the Carolina Thunderbirds and the Watertown Wolves come to town. Or how about the newest southern rival to the FPHL, the Mississippi Sea Wolves. Ticket packages start as low as $300 for all 28 home games this season. Call 706-507-4625 for more details hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of two minutes for roughing i'm of course your weekly host Miley rando joined this week by the one and only seemingly forever i'm a prospector i'm the prospector i'm i'm i actually woke up on time this week wow yeah mark he he woke up everyone give him a round round you know Uh, he he can i don't know what it is i don't know what it is because we typically record on wednesdays for some reason, Wednesdays are the day that my body decides, oh, by the way, here's nine, ten hours of sleep. <laughs> like other otherwise during the rest of the week, I'm have I'm thinking I need to take melatonin. <laughs> because other because I don't know what it is. Wednesday's my sleep catch up day, apparently. Well. Well, let's go ahead and start catching up on some uh news, especially when it comes uh to the FPHL. Lots to talk about this week. Uh, because we have closing standings, and uh, I'm very mm. interested to hear your thoughts on these, especially in the Connell division. So, Mark, what, do you want to go ahead and start getting right into that? Uh, Columbus, you're still doing fine. Everything's fine. You're on three-game winning streak. Everything's fine. Just don't look in the rearview mirror. Yeah. Because objects are closer than they appear. Unfortunately. Very unfortunately. Uh, because well, Columbus, 31, 6, and 3 with, you know, 25 regulation wins. I mean, they have 90 points. They're doing great. Everything's fine. Except for that team that is right behind them with, who is only four points behind them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh... Carolina, Carolina, 9 and 1 in their last 10. Yeah, so I guess this will be a good time to announce that the Minor Pro Hero Store is back up, www.minorprohero.store. Yeah. It is back up and running. I've been told that a shirt dedicating how wrong I was about the Carolina Thunderbirds is coming fairly soon. So, Carolina fans, give me your hard-earned money by getting a shirt about me, <laughs> about how wrong I was. It's do a it, fair do trade. It for me. Do it for me. Do it for do me. Do it for me. You know I believed in you. You know I believed in you this whole time. You know? And and also we also have a regular two minutes for roughing shirts. Yeah, so if you want to get some two minutes for roughing merch, go to myprohero.store and get and get your merchandise today. Yes, so be sure to go check that out. Uh, so let's just, I guess let's just talk about this. Do you think? And I think it's going to happen. Basically, do you, when do you think Carolina is going to jump Columbus? Because oh. it, it's, this seems like a collision course at this point. Okay, I need to check something. I need to see schedule. Okay, so Friday, Carolina need, is at Detroit, and then Binghamton is at Columbus. Because I need to see if they play each other again this year. I think they actually don't, or maybe once. Like it's, Oh, it's, they're the last four games. Carolina's last four games are against Columbus. Oh, games. okay. Yeah. Well, oh, then, there's your mind. freaking. Oh, the last couple weekends. The last couple weekends in April, there's your. There's your war. There's your war. 
Do you think and that's guess what? Look at the games that Carolina has beforehand, though. They have five games against Motor City, two against Beamton, two against Elmira, and three against Mississippi. Yeah, not not exactly a hard schedule. The, this is, oh, and then I want to see how Columbus, 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 Columbus. Uh, two against Beamton, three against Motor City, three against Mississippi, uh, two against Delaware. Oh, another one against Beamton, one against Watertown, and then, yeah. Ooh, that might actually really help Columbus, actually, more than Carolina. But the last four games, oh, boy. Like, you yeah. know it's going to – it doesn't matter at this point. I feel like that's actually what it's going to come down to. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, let's say each game ends in regulation. That's 12 points, you know, thrown out there. Uh, no, even 24-point difference if you, you know. Yeah. Like, that, you're dealing with a 24-point potential difference. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy what you talk about. So let's talk about Motor City now. They it, it, Could this be a team that is possibly coming back from the dead? I, I mean, Motor City, Port Huron are just – they they're having their own war right now in Michigan. Yeah. Like they, and you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it from a uh, special professional wrestler. They're having a mid-off. <laughs> See that? See that? Um, yeah, there we go. A mid-off. Yeah. Well, genuinely, okay, not to really sit on them, but like they're just above five hundred, both of them, both here on Motor City. And while Motor City is currently having the better time, next couple weekends, it may be Port Huron who's the better team, and then it's like it's flip flop. Like uh, they, these two teams are just kind of, you know, they're middle of the pack. They're just a little over 500. They're going to make the playoffs, but just like they clearly aren't doing anything other than trying to the fight who gets the face, the somehow we, I'm going to put air quotes around weaker of the two between Carolina and Columbus. Like they're, you ain't winning in any situation. Mm. Yeah. It's just delaying the, this is like, you're just winning your inevitable demise. Yeah, it's it's like uh, <laughs> what, what can happen. Um, I guess let's just also talk about Port Huron a little bit, even though we've kind of gotten into it. Two games, of course, behind Motor City. Um, do you think there's a chance that they could overtake for third again? Or well, I mean, think- they do play each other on. Oh no, they don't. Never mind. Yeah, I think I think they've actually started to reach the end of their series, which is odd to say because they've been playing each other basically every week. Port Huron. Yeah, they only have one more game against another two more games against each other. Yeah, which March is first and April first. So that probably determines third place. Like essentially, yeah. And then unfortunately, we have Mississippi again, a team I thought was going to be very hot and. Which I mean, look, they have they've had a quite a, a you know extra few weeks where they they have been kind of getting things together. Where I'm very excited for next season, but still, it's like ah, uh, what could have been? I mean, yeah, Mississippi. Uh, better luck next season. I don't know. The, the Fed does have some weird things where like second year teams always do really good. So something kind of watch out. Well, for. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Better luck next season. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, let's talk about the Empire Division. Yeah, uh, Danbury went uh, away a little. Danbury, uh, explosion of offense, uh, points, 
They now have a nine-point lead over the Empire Division after having originally a four-point lead. They have a they, extended They better lap. be taking Carolina for last yeah, weekend. They should be. They, 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 Carolina swept Binghamton, and that has given – and Danbury is on a winning streak, so that has given Danbury some incredible breathing room that they haven't had for a little bit. Yeah, and – uh, it's it's really weird to see because I mean these two teams have basically been at each other's throats and now I, I'm interested to see if Danbury kind of keeps up this lead or if Binghamton can kind of scratch away at it again. That's the part I'm really interested in. I think the biggest question at this point is is there enough games to to get to scratch back too? Well, here's the thing: Binghamton is very lucky where they only have they're right now they're they have one less game played, so I think that could really help them. Uh, you know that because that's again. Three possible points in the Fed, so I'm like that again. Nine point lead. That's about third. If that kind of that lead stays the same, so possibly we'll we'll have to see how kind of both teams kind of uh, end up end out the stretch. Because again, we only have about a month worth of games left, which is really weird to say. Yeah, that, that's a little like a month, month and a half. Yeah. Um. Which is kind of nice that we're getting to that point in the season. Uh, yeah, it's crunch time. It's seriously crunch time for these teams who want to kind of maybe go in and get into the playoffs. Uh, speaking of the teams that are going to be in the playoffs somehow, uh, Watertown. Yeah, uh, again, very lucky uh, with their division this year. Yeah, you know, you know, I hate to say they kind of say that, but I mean, they. To be fair, they're on a three-game win streak. Yeah. Oh, they. Oh, well, they played Delaware. Never mind. Yeah, I was about to say. Well, you look at their opponent, but still, I mean, look, Watertown. They they are playing good and well enough, and they're you know in a a weak enough division where they Ooh. can make it. Uh, you know. So. You know here. Here's a lower rung series that that's happening this week. Watertown, Mississippi. Ooh, that's. I, I think there's a good chance. Mississippi could sweep Watertown. I'm very curious, actually, what happens there. Okay, I'll, you know, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I think there's enough data kind of playing to this. If Mississippi was in the Empire Division, they would have 100% either be in third or second. No, not second. Not second. Okay, well, at least third or third. Because there's not a shot they would be above being <laughs> Okay, well, still, I think I think they would be above Elmira and Watertown. How about that? Maybe, maybe I would agree with Elmira, but Watertown's the one I'm like. Mm, I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find yeah. out. Anyway, let's talk about Elmira while we're here. Um, two game losing streak. It feels like the high that they had for a bit, where they were they they looked like they could possibly kind of take a lead over Watertown and sit in third. That is gone. Yeah, Watertown actually has. A decent record in the last ten. And meanwhile, Elmira only has one win. They have a worse record in the last ten games than Delaware. Yeah. Hmm. Heck, actually, I just noticed this Port Huron technically has a worse record in the last ten games than Delaware. Yeah, imagine that. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah. You, you poor children. You poor children. <laughs> well, I guess let's talk Delaware real quick. It, it, it's a, it's very strange because like this team. Like it's been like they randomly decided that they're gonna play really well. I don't. No, here's it. the thing. No, 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 no. No, I'm gonna say this. I've been saying all for like most of the season that Delaware is far better than the record shows. They are. They're not like great. They're not even that 
good of a team, but they are better than record has shown. And even still, their record is better than what their their actual play is better than what the record shows. They have played so many freaking close games all season and just not be able to get the finish the job. Like that's the annoying part with this team. They played so many close games. So many. And that even though they have like a huge goal differential negatively, the amount of games that they've played that have been close is actually really staggering. Mm-hmm. And it's just annoying. And you know what? No, Port Huron could get back at Delaware here because uh, that's who they're playing this weekend. Yeah. I, I, that could be an interesting little game. Like we're talking about, again, the best of the kind of past 10 streak. Like that's something you can look at. That'll be, that, that's kind of fun. It's always those little things. Well, yeah. Mark. Well, so before yes. we so switch before over we, to the SPHL, we do have an announcement to make. Yes. So Mark. Next week. Wait, Mark, Mark, hold on. Chill. Okay. Here we go. Mark, we, we, we both learned about, learned about this before the show, right? Like yes. literally right before we hit record. Yep. I think our biggest guess so far. Who do you think it is, Mark? Make make an educated guess. Who do you, who do they probably think it is right now? Our biggest guess so far. I mean, so far it's been Mr. Scott Brand. Yeah, I, 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 I would think I so. Think. Very, a very, I was not we need here to have him. We, you know, we, we need to have him back on the show. Actually, now that you say that, we, we probably need. I'll, I'll, I'll send uh, definitely at some point we need to get him back on. But yeah, I Mark, you know who it is. Say who it is. Even bigger. Say it. It is. The one and only, the Don, Don Kerman, the the commissioner of the Federal Prospects Hockey League. Yes, we will be having Don on the show next week. So be sure to tune in for that episode. Very excited. Yeah, uh, We're going to have a lot to talk about, especially with the league this past lots, season. Uh, expansion. Uh, just a lot to talk about. We're, I think we're all very excited to kind of oh, discuss I, this. So. Yeah, we, we both got that dropped on us. Like um, right before, before we hit record, started and we were just like, huh? Like, you, like we were like, uh, this is a joke, right? Because Matt was the one who told us, like, hey, yeah, we're, so we're gonna have Don on the show next week. I was like, oh, haha, very funny. I was like, uh, no, no, no. no I, I, was, I literally just went, oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> uh, oh. yeah. All right, so that's exciting. So, yeah, that- please look forward to that and please tune in for that because there is going to be some things discussed. Some, yeah. Uh, that is all I'm going to get into, but you do not want to miss this show. All right. Ooh. So let's go ahead and start moving on to kind of talk about the world of the Southern professional hockey. Mark, uh, before Ooh. let's 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 talk about Peoria. I'll, I'll first hey. let you talk about the news that kind of came out of yesterday's city council meeting in Peoria. Yes. Yeah, so I was at the city council meeting. I was there in attendance, as were a tons of other Riverman fans. Um, the city council is moving forward with the bond proposal for to get uh, the funds for for even more repairs at the civic center, including an ice plant. Like that's the big thing. They are making sure that the ice plant is a part of this, and it got unanimously pushed. So in two weeks, they will be having a final vote on whether they will approve the bonds. And if those bonds get approved, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in next because it won't it can't it can't be this summer, but in the summer twenty twenty four, 
there will be new ice in Peoria. Right. Uh, so, so that's so. And genuinely, I'm not worried about the city council at this point. I think we, I think we got them. Now it's a matter of the lease. Yeah, the I, lease I think between the okay. Civic Center and the Peoria Riverman. I think that's kind of like the big kind of question, like. Can this work through? Because I again, I I also watched the city council meeting. I wasn't you know there. I, I'm going to say this: uh, a certain person was standing behind me during this meeting, and that would be Yvonne Greer, who is the head of the civic center board. Mm. And she loves I'm radio. Be real honest, I gave her some side glances, some na- some nasty side glances, <laughs> but I think it was important for her to see what you know is happening so i will say that i'm glad that she was there she was mainly there just in case they needed to bring her on but she told me she she couldn't go on her husband's radio show no not this time apparently uh but i'm i think i hope last night kind of put because his thing some of the city council has some choice words for the civic center yeah, they, there, was gonna, people, there was a couple of council members who were very angry about this whole situation. Yeah, I guess let me let me step in because I again I watched like I said, um, I, I guess from an outsider's perspective on this one, I was very surprised uh, with the reaction because most of the time with the city city owned entities, the city sides with them, mm-hmm. not another team or an outside entity. I was very surprised to see the city council be very vocal. Uh, about this kind of scenario and what happened, and I think it kind of sent a message like, "Do not let this like let yep. this happen again." Yep, and that's part of the reason why I'm really glad she was there because she was able to see the support from both the fans and the city council, and also a basically of like, I put the pressure on. Yeah, and that, and I think that's what is so good about that. So if you're a Roman fan and you are listening to this, please keep the gas, keep the, the pedal on the gas. We, we have not won yet. We are in, as Mr. Dennis here of the city council said last night, former Riverman and NHLer, we are at the end of the second period and we are winning, but there's still the third period. Keep, keep your foot on the gas. Let's keep riding this. Hopefully, and and hopefully by the end of this month, by the end of the, this month, because we're recording this on March first now. Hopefully, by the end of this month, we have we will win completely. Right. But keep fighting, keep fighting, and let's save the Rivermen. Well said. So let's talk about now the Rivermen themselves. Uh. Not too, uh, not too shabby of a uh, of a weekend. I was. I told you, Evansville was going to. Evansville was going to be an issue. Although, our one win from last weekend, which sucks, that was our only win. But, uh, it came out of came with some drama. Oh, so still, uh, come on, you got Ooh. you have a point seven three nine winning percentage. You're gonna be fine. No, 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 no. But I need to talk about how we won last. Friday. All right, go ahead. So 1.9 seconds left. Draw from to the right of Gorse. 
who played fantastic, by the way. I'm gonna. I feel bad for him with what happened. Oh, the dude looks so dejected. 1.9 seconds left in regulation. Offensive draw, draw for Riverman to the right to, and to Gorse's right. They, I both teams heavily put all their players like in front of the net, as you do in that situation. Uh, clean face off win for the Riverman. Got to Ernst, rip, just sniped a shot into the net with about half a second left. But they just let the clock run down to zero. They even have a opening face-off, which I'm still not a fan of. I'm still not a fan because I do think they should do that. But, uh, the, it, yeah, that was, oh, my gosh. So what happened was, I would say Kill List did a big part of that. He took a defender on a ride a little bit in front of the net and, like, past the net. And that opened up a slot for Ernst to shoot. A clean just, shooting just lane for Ernst to shoot. at the right second. Yep. Just perfect. Everything. List did excellent. The offensive zone draw win. Perfect. The Ernst shot. Immaculate. Like, everything had, had to go right, and everything did go right mm-hmm. on that play. I feel bad for Gorsh because dude looked... So freaking dejected. Like I want I don't even know him and I wanted to give him a hug. I wanted to give him a hug. Well after the well after I was screaming at the top of my lungs about how huge oh. that was. Oh dude, oh. I thought I I thought I was gonna lose my voice. Because <laughs> well, I was well, how often do you because dude, it's not every day you see a buzzer beater in hockey. That's true. Well especially speak- for the win. Especially for the win. Yeah. Like holy crap! All right. Well, Ooh. speaking of uh, well, speaking of Ooh. overtime heroes, uh, you have Jacob Barber in Huntsville twice in a row, game-winning goal in overtime against Fayetteville. I mean, thoughts on that? Ooh, I mean, you know, every oh gosh, who was it? Yeah, no, every I say like every once in a while you see a, a player who just decides, you know what, overtime. I hate it. Let's just end this quickly. And yeah, I, I feel like, like I've seen it happen before. I I forget who it was with the room, like a year or two ago where they decided, you know what? Overtime. I don't like it. I just want to end this quickly. And, and I find it funny whenever there's a, a certain player that just decides, yeah, th- this is, this is my time. <laughs> well, Jacob Barber has always thought it's his time. So. That, this is true, and I do remember his time uh, in the uh, paddle wheel as well. Yeah. So I guess thoughts on Huntsville again right now? They're the second in the league, point six five one winning percentage. Uh, can they keep up kind of this momentum that they've had? <sighs> Look, maybe it's just hard to say because Birmingham is is right poking there. their horns right in their ass, basically. Yeah. Just, now, it helps that Birmingham is a game has one extra game played. So true, yeah, but that's the only reason they're higher in percentage right now. It's yeah. it, the 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 uh, as as Birmingham does have a better record in the last ten games. Yeah, uh, yeah. Huntsville can't get any rest right now. Yeah. They can't like that's Riverman has some breathing room. 
Huntsville has zero breathing room. They're they have the hordes is like up like almost up their freaking butt right now. Yeah. Well, I guess let's talk about Birmingham real quick. Uh, been on quite of a roll. They're on a, a three game uh, winning streak. I've only lost the only time they've lost recently is a shootout loss. I mean, they're right there compared to last year. Remember last year how I was like, man, can can this Birmingham team be good for once? I want. I they're, hate they're how they're like, in the spot that Quad City was over them. They're they're they were in the spot that Quad City's currently in. Yeah. Which is like we thought they were going to be better, and then just like. Pfft. Which and is amazing. So I'm glad Birmingham figured figured it out. I'm glad. Like uh, if anything, like hey, they figured it out. It's like an old Nickelodeon game show. Yeah, there's a reference for you '90s kids. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, teams that need to figure things out, let's talk about Roanoke and, of course, Margaret. Let's talk about their games against Knoxville. Yep. Okay. We yep. Yeah, we gotta talk about that. We gotta talk about. What the heck happened during that freaking game? I'm trying to remember which freaking game it was. It was it the Friday? Or it was, was it the Friday. Friday or Saturday? It was the Friday, I believe. It was the Friday? Yeah. Maybe mm. it was the Saturday. Oh, yeah. There actually wasn't that many penalties out of that, surprisingly. It was it was just afterwards. That's when all the suspensions came. But basically, well, also because the coaches got involved as well. Uh, so there was a, so at sixteen fifty eight of the first in uh the Roanoke National game at in at you know the Berglund Center in Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, things got a little out of hand, just a little bit, just just a little bit. Uh, there was. A hit at the boards, near the at the benches. Uh, Rex Moe ended up getting an attempt to injure match penalty. Uh, multiple mis, uh, multiple game misconduct for continuing altercations. Uh, Spencer Kennedy got a slew foot. Like four different players, so you had the attempt to injure match penalty. You had the slew footing match penalty, and then you had four game misconduct for continuing altercation. And it ended up evening out to like three aside. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, but then there was even more from that because uh, Brent Clark about when looked like he was about ready to uh, commit uh, crimes. And he's now suspended for two games. Yeah. Uh, even the assistant coach for Knoxville got fined for his actions. Like, we're talking, like, let's see, I think one, two, three, four, five. So, five players from Knoxville got suspended. Uh, two one games and two one games, two two games, and then Rex Mo, ten games. Ten games for Rex Mo. He won't be able to return until March 26th against Roanoke. Mm. His next game that he can play is against the Roanoke. Yeah. Oh, dear. Why did they do that? Why? Oh, no. Oh, no. No. It's, why it's would just they do one that? of those things. Oh, no. 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 And then you have four players suspended on the 
Roanoke side, uh, three, two games, and, and then a one game. Uh, like I said earlier, Brent Clark got suspended for two games as well. And Andrew Harrison, the assistant coach, got fined. Yeah. Like that, there's, there's video up, there's video up online regarding that whole incident. Like, ooh. Yeah. Oh boy. It's, it's there. Ooh, a little Brent Clark hockey, as we call, as some people called it. Not <laughs> me, but I, I heard some people call it. Well, still, uh, a lot to kind of, you know, go over from that fact. Uh, I guess thoughts on Roanoke team themselves. Uh, not doing too bad. Oh, you know, they won that series team. against Knoxville. Uh, yeah, they, they swept the, the weekend against Knoxville. They are 5-5 five um, five in their past 10, though. Yeah. But that's still, that was, but that, uh, considering the standings implications, Roanoke needed that sweep. Yeah, they did. They oh, wait, why are, wait, why? Oh, God, they're playing tomorrow as well. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Don't you just love how often the ESP forces two teams to play each other? Uh, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna do naughty things, especially since some of the suspensions. <laughs> especially since some of the suspensions, uh, so some of the players were out, like uh, kept out of Saturday's game. So mm-hmm. for some of the players who had one game suspensions, they already they're already able to come back. Mm. Yeah, that could uh, that could lead to lead to some things. Uh yeah. That's why uh, I'm just like, oh no, why why are you doing this? Why are so many of the suspensions ending against the same two teams? Yeah. Oh no. The consequence oh, no. well, 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 if, if it isn't the, the consequences consequences of my own scheduling. Uh I mean they couldn't foresee this, but yeah. still it's like they could at least suspend them in a way that could avoid this. Yeah. Well, speaking of a team that you just love, Evansville. Look, on I, I, look, no, I told you. I told you last week. Evansville gives Peoria fits, man. Like, they I mean, our team. Peoria that, did split the weekend with them. Yeah, but Evansville kicked the snot out of them on Saturday, though. That's true. <laughs> That's all. Like, true. I'm going to be real honest. And, they're, and they actually had the best record in the last 10 games. Yeah. Evansville. Like, dude, for real, Evansville is a problem. It's a problem. If Peoria faces Evansville in the playoffs at any point, Peoria may actually that's I'm not I'm not giving Peoria the favorite there. Wow. I'm not. Evansville is Evansville is giving Peoria trouble all season. No matter mm-hmm. what they're gonna do, no matter how what players they have on the ice, all season, Evansville has given Peoria issues. It's, uh, that, like, it's always those things. Like, oh, yeah. So let's go and talk about the other. Like, I, I'm gonna be real. Trying. Like, yeah. so yeah, no, Evansville. Uh, I yeah, they're getting hot at the right time too. Oh, yeah. like they're they're gonna so be let's a problem. Go, let's talk about a team that another team that that can be a little hot, uh, especially under the collar, Knoxville. I guess we kind of talked about the whole suspensions and everything. Yeah, thoughts on the team though. They, they it feels like they're kind of, I don't know, maybe possibly teetering on kind of going back a little cold. Yeah. Also, geez, can we talk about the penalty minutes for a moment? Yeah, yeah. The only they team have almost two hundred right now. They have the most penalty minutes, and they're almost two hundred ahead of Quad City, who is in second. 
Yeah, they're they're also the only team over a thousand penalty minutes. Yeah, like moment. like what the heck? What the heck? Damn. Yeah. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> that, that's Brent Clark cocky. You gotta love it. But moving on, let's talk about the next team, and that is Pensacola. Ooh, I mean, they, yeah, skid, <laughs> skid. Will this team ever? Will it, it, I mean, look at looking at kind of winning percentages at the moment. It, Pensacola that that's really helping them with having played not a lot of games. But if you look at points, yeah. like Fayetteville's right with them. Yeah, like they. Uh, they're better than Fayetteville, but they're definitely in between Fayetteville and Knoxville. Like that's where they should be. Um, but what, what what's going what's going on, Pensacola? You looked strong again for a little bit, and now you're just kind of falling back down to. It's kind of like what uh, Fayetteville's been doing. They kind of they look strong for a hot second, and then like it's back down to the, the basement. Honestly, Fayetteville better better step it up real fast. I I don't know. I I, I feel oh, like... no, because I honestly Quad City is starting to become a little bit of an issue. I think Quad City might, might Quad City is four and six in their past ten. I would love for Quad City to sneak in. It's not impossible. Like a run, especially but... as, as Quad City's played two less. I, games I think it's very been. unlikely. I think it's very unlikely. Uh, uh, all I'm gonna say is I'm gonna see the mirror closer than they appear. That's true. That's a very true. Uh, and here's the thing. You have two less games. Quad Cities play two less games than Fayetteville. I mean, if they win both of those games, that's only two point difference. Yeah, that that, that is that's very true. And they I, have the same. And here's the Quad City has the same amount of wins. It's just that Fayetteville has lost so many games past regulation. Yeah, that's <laughs> like that's really, literally what's actually keeping them ahead of Quad City. They have how have they got eight of those things? Yeah, that how? that's that, it's like wow. Uh, and then, the and then also we have Macon. Um, it's Macon. We we love them. We love them. Just get it together next year, guys. They're on a two game winning streak, though. Just to end out everything. Who, who do they beat? Uh, oh, they beat Quad City. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, wait. Hold on. They uh, oh, they must have played. Oh, they beat Quad City then Pensacola. Yeah. I knew they lost Friday. But like, yeah. So they beat. They beat Quad City. Then they beat Pensacola. Who? Okay. I mean, yeah, making making just a team to the fill roster slots in the ECHL. No, they're not. I think I think they're a team that's going to. I think next year, I think that's potentially a team to watch. You have one one more bad year. I think this is a team that if they can get a couple people in, they they could be a team to watch. I'm, I'll say that one hundred percent. I mean, they send so many players up to the ECHL on a constant basis. Well, that's like because they're not doing super hot. I mean, that makes sense. Get the, the let them get some ECHL minutes. I guess. I I think I think I think Burn I think uh, Macon. I'm giving them the Birmingham label this year. I think they're a team that could seriously make some noise next year. Well, we thought. Well, no, I'm giving Quad City the Birmingham label because I they what they should be is what Birmingham is right now, and they're doing what Birmingham did last year. So you know. Maybe next year Quad City could be that number, like actually do what they were supposed to do. Yeah, like Quad City makes no sense, and making making makes some sense. Quad City makes no sense. Uh, but okay, well, anything else we need to talk about? No, that's it. So once again, guys, reminder: one, 
the store is back up. Carolina fans, if you want to get a t-shirt that's mocking me, that should be up by the time this episode's out. www.minorprohero.store. Let me make, let me make sure. Actually, hold on. Uh, make sure I'm saying correct. Okay, yeah. So just uh, okay. Dot store. Uh, and then finally, uh, and then, yes, like you can also get two Mister Ruffy merch. You can. And then next week, and our biggest week, guest yet. The Don. It is Don Kinnerman. He is uh, Kierman, I should say, commissioner of the FPHL. He'll be on to talk with us. We've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. So I guess that's it. I've been minor league rando. Mark, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter at Prospector Hockey. That's Prospector H-C-K-Y. And I'm, of course, minor league rando one more time. You can find me on Twitter at minor league rando, not too hard. And for everyone else, I shall say, Good luck, good night, and wherever you are, goodbye. Goodbye, just till next time. Goodbye.